Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who want just a little more. I can't believe the Super Bowl is back and is over, Jason. The thing about the Super Bowl that I find crazy is that it wasn't Lady Gaga last year. Like, do you always think, oh, God, Lady Gaga must have been last year? (laughs) Shit, yeah, and that was, like, literally, I think, 2017. So I listened to something today that was, like, Katy Perry in 2015. I was like, are you joking? Gaga was last year in my mind, but she's also been last year in my mind for quite a few years, you know? But was J-Lo last year? No. Shakira J-Lo. Yeah, that was last year because then the documentary came out this... See? Wowie. Wait. Who was it? Oh, it was The weekend. Was it The weekend or was it 50 Cent and Missy Elliott and like... Oh, Eminem. How many Super Bowls do they have every year? Just one. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to tell you something crazy. Go. Shakira and J-Lo was 2020. Then it was The Weeknd in 2021. And last year was Eminem and then Rihanna. But Gaga was 2017, like yes. you said. I actually don't think I watched last year's one. So they brought back Justin Timberlake in 2018. Were they on fucking crack? Yes, they actually were on crack. They were fined hugely for it. That is ridiculous. No, Janet Jackson was actually fined for them being on crack. Wait, what? That's just a joke. Okay. (laughs) Just saying that if they were on crack, it still would have been somehow Janet Jackson's fault. Am I right, sis? Am I right? Ayo, give me an ayo. Ayo, ooh la la. (laughs) How did you feel watching it? I kind of, whenever I think about the Super Bowl, there's one specific memory and it must have been Madonna. Hang on. I'm just going back to the list. Madonna was when we Madonna were at 20- Nesda, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the specific one. So there were these like Scottish guys that lived in the flat behind yours and we went to watch it there and we were like, Madonna, Madonna. And I just remember, like, so clearly remember the lounge where the TV was. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's just crazy what being horny can make you remember. <laughs> horny for Madonna. For Madonna, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think I got into the Super Bowl until I saw the Madonna one. Yeah, that was huge. Huge. This year, what I thought was, I think that the set was incredible. Maybe the best, like, stage I've ever seen, most creative stage I've seen in years from the Super Bowl. Mm. I loved that Rihanna was pregnant. That was great. I loved the costumes. However... 
there could have been several more, in my opinion. Right. I loved every single song. It was banger after banger after banger. But I did think that Rihanna's so cool. Like, maybe the coolest pop star out. Like, mm-hmm. if it's if it, have we done this before? Why can't I say effortlessly? I need to cancel. We just need to be slower. Effortlessly cool. Yeah, it's quite cool when you say it's slow. I've actually been having a conversation about that word today, effortless. Wow. Yeah. It's not effortless. It takes effort. But I think sometimes it was to her detriment because I thought a lot of the songs, which should have been like really huge moments, kind of just like all leveled on one level. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, It was just so, the energy was low the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. The energy was low, but I almost loved it because it was like, I don't need to be here. What did you think of the bit where she pulled out the makeup? I I honestly thought she could have taken it further. I wish I we'd seen the logo. I think like her hand was just it just could have been more exaggerated, but I loved it. It happened too quickly for me. Yeah. Yeah. It I guess it was her just being like, Yeah, I'm a billionaire. By my makeup. Yeah. Oh, Fenty's just put out this lip mask, which wow. I will be trying. Okay, great. Thanks for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was um, very, very into it. And I, again, it just took me back to like when all of that music came out and how fun it was. And I actually think I'm okay if we don't get any more from her. Like, ever? um, I mean, I want to see her. I want to hear from her, but... It's kind of okay. Like, what she's given us is amazing. Yeah, you're right. That is such a adult response. <laughs> it, is. it is. What's your favorite Rihanna album of all time? Do you have one? I think mine is definitely um, Loud, 2010. Yeah. I think for me, Loud has the most nostalgia. Um, she didn't do any so- oh only girl yes, in the world did she girl. do that yeah, which should have been a huge moment exactly that's my point it's like only girl in the world is an absolute treasure and it just like skated by yeah yeah she did what's my name did she i don't have a no. list of every song she did every song was lit though there was no down moments and like some of the remixes she used were like um from more underground artists that like are not super famous, which I thought was so cool. When those two worlds collide, like how Lady Gaga uh, wears fashion of people who uh, like haven't broken through the noise quite yet. It's just, that's what you use your platform for, helping others. Totally. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Paris Goeball. Oh, she is the Goeball. She actually is the Goeball. <laughs> like, she can do no wrong. That bit where, like, Rihanna, like... Uh, like slaps her ass and then they start doing like the duck tail. Oh. Yeah. If you haven't watched it yet, honestly go on TikTok. It's there's the full uploads on TikTok. It's much, much easier to find than on YouTube. I got to say. Yeah. I had like a link that was like the NFL official page and then it just kept 
like going being taken up and taken down it was very confusing and annoying um before we get into our first steps i just need everyone to know that i've officially started watching married at first sight nice what are your thoughts it's good it's good to be back (laughs) it's so good to be back um I mean, it's all contrived, but in the best way. Do you think it is still, is this Married at First Sight Australia? Mm. Do you think it's still at that place where people are just going on it to get to influencer status? Is that what it feels like? Yes. I would say maybe less so this year. Right. Um, That was my But not by much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is it too late for people who haven't jumped on to jump on? No, they've only just had the first dinner party. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How were the weddings? Gorgeous. The budgets oh. were huge. Wow. Um, the budgets were huge. There are some... It's just... <laughs> there was one point, and like, I don't mean offence by this, but there was this one point where this groom and his mate were chatting and I just turned to my flatmates, both who are women. And I said, I'm so glad I'm a woman. Like having to sit around in that kind of chat that these straight men have and the way that they cannot communicate. (sighs) And then like the next day we were talking about something Quite silly. I can't remember. It was maybe moon cups or something. And then my flatmate was like, I love being a woman. Like, calling back to that. I was like, oh. yes. This is what I mean. Yeah. God, it was dry. Legit. But it's some great, like, um, sex positive things about this season. And there's one particular contestant who they're calling, like, um, what are they calling her? Like, um... oh, God, I can't remember. But it was, like, basically, like... She's super, she's like in her early to mid forties and she's like a, ha- a horn dog basically. And she's really like proud of like, she's not ashamed to talk about sex and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's really positive. They are framing it potentially as like, it's too much. But I think if you are on the level, then you understand that it's great. Yeah. And are you on the level? I think so. I'm loving yes. it. Yes. Wonderful I just... to be a woman. <laughs> International Women's Day is just around the corner. Um, let's get into our first sips. What is something that you need me to know about? Oh right now? my god, I need everyone to know about this. If you don't know, one of my favorite pop stars is English Rose Jessie Ware. Mm. She is gearing up to release a brand new album set to be out on the twenty eighth of April. And she just released the second single called Pearls. And might I say it is just fabulous. It makes you feel amazing if you are feeling any sort of way right now, which like, I get it. Just put on Jessie Wear Pearls and like, have a kitchen dance party for one. Go for a walk with Pearls. Drive in the car to Pearls. I, she, yes. Whatever she's about to put out is going to really define the next part of our Sound. summer for me. Yay, I love that. She's described the album as like, remember where you are, which is 
my favorite song of hers, but more soulful. That's exciting. Um, I am bringing to the table the, I mean, so obviously I've been actually, um, it's quite funny. I was looking at our archive and it told me like one year ago today and it was like our first episode of last year and it was like Steph's back on Bumble. So it was funny because I was like, nothing's changed. Um, but I listened to a podcast episode um, over the weekend while I was cleaning um, and it came up on the cut podcast feed but it's actually from a series called Land of Giants Dating Games and the first episode is called Tinder Changed the Game and it's basically about how the developers and creators of Tinder did created it and why and what they were pulling from which is like mainly they were pulling from gaming references and like the art of the swiping and all that thing and like finding satisfaction in the match was almost like what you'd feel when you're playing a game. Um, Whoa. Yeah. I mean, we do call it playing Tinder and you do (laughs) sit around with your friends and play it together. Yeah. I haven't done that in ages, actually. That would be fun. Actually, that's toxic to do. (laughs) I think. Like with a new lens. But the whole thing is toxic, you know, like. I was, literally was sitting there the other day actually swipe because I got back onto Bumble and Bumble is like more of a swipe than Hinge. Like Hinge, you don't really swipe. And I was doing it with some friends and I was like going so fast. And then we're just like, oh my God, we are horrible. Like we are just judging from first picture. Like that is awful and terrible, but that's how it was designed to be used. Nice. And do you even want your future partner to be good at Bumble or good at Tinder? You know what I mean? Yeah. No. No. Probably not. But you don't want to I... ever see their damn face on there again. Well, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> nah. um, I I would really recommend it because it talks to the psyche around it. Um, it talks about how back in the 80s, like, you'd go to a dating coach or whatever, maybe not a dating coach, but someone to match you, and they would create, like, little about me videos, and then people would send that on to, like, their clients. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's really cool. So absolutely recommend having a listen to that, and I'm keen to listen to the series as well. Um, Very exciting. Shall we move on to our lives at the party? Yes. Do you have a life of the party for us this week, Steph? I do. It's um, going to require some audience participation, if you don't mind. No. Am I the audience? Yes, you are. Okay. Yes. Firstly, before I get into this, I just have to say that very excitingly, the NZ Fringe Festival kicks off this Friday in Te Whanganui, Atara, Wellington, and there are lots of amazing shows um, that are going to be happening from now until early March. And we've just released an interview with the festival director, Vanessa Stacy, who is so gorgeous. And it's just going to be a really exciting time, even though, you know, life's been awful and crazy and scary over the past wee while. Um, there are things happening in our cities that are bringing the cities back to life again after not being able to do things 
for a while, even though there was fringe last year, but it was slightly pared back. Um, so get amongst, and I'm going to yes. go to a show next Friday called She's Crowning, and it's all about like the royals and fun things like that. So I'm super excited about that. So I just wanted to remind everyone that's in Wellington that that is starting this week. Yes, and um, f- good friend of the pod, Maeve, is put on a show for Wellington Fringe called Rat King. Yes. Um, very experimental. Yes, go and support Maeve because she she's supports and us. She's been support- she supports everyone. If she does. You are in us. the arts in Wellington, she has supported you for yes. sure. Okay, so my life of the party is going back to uh, this, The Cut again, um, which is one of my fave publications. You've probably seen this around. It kind of blew up last week, so we are, like, a little bit late to the game, but I just, like, wanted to um, share it again with you, Jason, and it's called... It's an article called Do You Know How to Behave? Are You Sure? How to Text, Tip, Ghost, Host, and Generally Exist in Polite Society Today. Are you familiar with the sensation that this article caused? I am not. Okay, amazing. Basically, in here um, are rules of life put together by the cut staff. Um, And there are heaps. There's 105, so I'm not going to read them all. But I just wanted to read a few out and get your opinion on whether or not you agree with these how to live your life rules. Just live your life, if you will. Do you know sidebar? There were so many. I was like, oh, she could bring out this person. She could bring out this person. And I was like, oh, can't bring him out. Can't bring him out. Can't bring him out. I know. But also, I'm really happy she didn't. We didn't need it. I love that she didn't. Not since Lady Gaga last year. Yeah. Okay, so this is rule number two from the cuts, the new rules of life. You may callously cancel almost any plans up until 2pm. At 2pm, there's still ample time for your friend, if they so choose, to text around and find another dinner companion. By 3, they almost certainly will be alone for the night. This doesn't apply if you want to cancel on someone who is cooking for you. In that situation, you have to tell them the night before. Do you agree? Sure. Yeah, I agree. 2pm? Would you cancel at 3? Yeah, 2pm is fine. Okay. I would not cancel on the day unless it was absolutely dire. Yeah. Like, that is not something I would do. And to be honest, I would hate that if someone, like, had told me that we were going to hang out. Yeah. And decided to cancel on me. That's fair. Although, it, it does happen a lot now with, like, sickness being more um, prevalent and um, weather being an absolute disaster <laughs> yeah totally okay i quite like this one this is funny to me okay this is number three don't be loudly naive about dating apps if you're in a relationship your single friends have likely put up with a host of your well-intended yet annoying behaviors that time you invited your significant other to tag along without asking those other times you offered to set them up with your significant other's unemployed friends you may think they're asking basic questions about their newfangled dating apps. So which way do you swipe again? Shows interest and engagement in their love lives. But your wide-eyed curiosity could just as easily come across as patronizing and as a subtle reminder of your own blissful insul- insulation from the dumpster fire that is app dating. I personally don't 
ever get offended or anything when my friends that are in relationships are like, oh, how does it work? Or tell me more, you know? I don't... I, I personally I don't, don't get offended mind, either. But no what way. Because I'm like, oh my god, girl, like, look, your eyes are about to burn out of your skull. Come. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's funny. Like, it's just like trying to watch uh, someone who doesn't use an app, any app that you use for the first time is is hilarious. Most specifically a yeah, dating app, yeah, you know? Yeah. I quite like it. But then I also do expect the, like, understanding that it's, that it is a dumpster fire as that, um, as that article quotes. Because it's like, this is what we're dealing with here, you know? Like, a little bit of pity is a bit nice. Okay, number eight. It's acceptable to tell any kind of lie in order to leave a drink state. If the conversation is so painful you're considering making up a story about a sick animal, your date will probably feel relieved. Do you agree with that rule? Yes, definitely. We don't want to be in situations that are making us uncomfortable, right? Fully. And the the other option is to either, like, sit through it and just wait, or just be like, hey, I've got to say that this is, like, harrowing. Can I... I'm going to leave. Which is awkward on both accounts. And, like, you don't know how... What's going to happen if... If you already feel uncomfortable. There's a reason why you feel that way. It could turn. I think a lie is absolutely fine. White lie. (gasps) Oh, I'll be right there. Yeah, legit. That was the emergency phone call. That's really good. Okay, now this one I feel is particularly relevant to us. Mm. If someone starts telling you a story you've heard before, you have two seconds to tell them. Interject with, oh my gosh, that was hilarious, or truly horrific, or unbelievable. You've told me. But if you don't say it within the allotted time, you just have to listen to tell... You just have to listen to them tell the story again. And if you're in a larger group, you have to listen, period. Wow, this has actually recently happened to me. Really? And what what did you do? I sat, I was in a larger group. I sat and listened again. Mm. I would love a little 100, like from the cut or whoever, like list of life hacks about like how to, things to say that like navigate awkward situations, but like precisely or concisely or whatever. Both, both. I like that. That would be so helpful to my life. Okay, this one's really good. God, we really could go through this whole list. Okay, number 10. Straight people can use the word partner only when they're trying to get something out of it. It's annoyingly vague and also smug. Some examples of when it's acceptable, when trying to procure an apartment or a seat next to your partner on an airplane and in negotiations with bosses about relocations. This rule doesn't apply to people who are actively resisting the patriarchy by refusing to get married. You have no other word we realize. I... I do hate the word partner, but I do understand... I hate the word partner. it, It falls... It's absolutely necessary. The par- the word partner is absolutely necessary. It is. So straight people can Especially only for use queer the word partner. Right. So we're talking about straight people. Yeah. So I... Yeah, it still is. I, I hate the word partner, but I definitely hate the word partner more when straight people use it. No yeah. joke. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, this is my partner. I'm like, mm. 
what are you, 50, 60, like unmarried and 60? <laughs> you have no other option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, there's a couple more here that I want to go through. Okay. This is kind of relevant. This is relevant. <laughs> Number 15, it's okay to ghost after one date. You meet up for a drink after work, discuss work, school, and siblings for 90 minutes, and end the evening with a non-committal, let's do this again sometime. Now it's been three days, and you're wondering what you owe this person you don't particularly want to see again. You could send a text, letting them down gently, but it's also fine to say nothing. At this point, neither of you has put so much energy into the interaction that it warrants a formal ending. And besides, nobody likes getting rejected by someone they didn't care that much about in the first place. There are exceptions, though. If you've been texting a lot after the date, or you've clearly talked about going on another one, then there is a social contract to not ghost. Quickly say goodbye and good luck and get out of there. I agree with everything mm. that that says. I have actually ghosted people that I've been on one date with and didn't have a connection with, and then there was no, there was no text or whatever between either of us. So I just like left it. Yeah, right. That's like it. a mutual. That's like a mutual ghost because neither of you and get reengaged. A mutual ghosting. Yeah, and I preferred that instead of like having them message me and me having to be like gutted i'm like what do you mean you want to see me again like i don't want yeah to see you totally again. the next one is yeah. which i won't go into is if you um, go someone stay yeah. gone forever which is true yeah it is true i also think that people's uh definition of ghosting is different between people wow well yeah like, I think some people consider, like, if they don't have this big, like, song and dance about, like, the reasons why they don't feel like pursuing mm. this as a relationship as ghosting. But if you say, like, see you never, that's not ghosting. True. Like, you don't need to give someone the, like the rundown sheet of why you mm. don't want to be there anymore. I don't think, but some people consider would say, well, in my experience, I have been accused of ghosting people when I've said, I, I don't really want to see this. Right. Dude. But you're like, I didn't ghost you. I communicated. And then I didn't talk to you again. Yeah. It just, because I didn't give like mm. five different reasons, which mm. is like my own prerogative. Ghosting's getting muddy. The ghosts, the ghosts are no. That's very not white true. Anymore. There are so many more. I quite like um, if you miss if someone mispronounces a word, but you knew what they meant. Move along. Sorry, I so do that to you. Oh my god! Everyone does that to me, and I actually, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because you're because what's out for you again? Punctuate. I'm just like, no, grammar's out. When people correct me... Grammar. I just... I know. I know. You know? I'm not... I'm not stupid. But it's not important to me. Yeah. Okay. I'm into that. And especially if you know what I'm talking about, which you do, because you're hooked, you're gripped. Yeah. Everything we... I'm saying means something to you. Absolutely. 
Oh, there are some really good ones in here. I really would recommend everyone reads it. Honestly, there's 105. Like, it's crazy. Nice. Yes. Amazing. I will I will be on it. Um, once again, where do we find that? So this is on the cut. Great. Yeah. So my life of the party this week is a show that I've been watching on Netflix called The Physical 100, recommended to me by listener, friend, and life partner, Jimmy Webb. Mm-hmm. This show is Korean, so you can watch it um, dubbed in English voices, which is real hilarious because the like the actors are all working. The voice actors are there for their check, yes. fair enough, because it's like so hilarious at times. Uh, you can just read the subtitles, or if you know Korean, girl, this show is for you. It is a show where one hundred contestants. Um, who are physically and mentally fit compete to claim the honor of Mm. best body. The show is giving squid games without the death. There is no death. I kind of thought Rihanna was giving squid games to be fair. She was so giving squid games. It's very, uh, what do Raja and Raven always say? Trend of the week. Trend alert. Mm. Squid games. Squid games. Squid games. Which actually takes me straight into my peak too soon, to be honest. Oh. You didn't um, want to, I interrupted you. Did you want to say anything more about the physical 100? Oh, I just say go watch it. It's like had me on the edge of my seat. Okay, great. Watching. It is very like, it's men like fighting each, each other and, um, mind games and they're all obsessed with each other's bodies like i can't tell if any of them are queer yet but it's giving it's giving love story queer edition they're like rubbing each other's abs and stuff uh and there's a daddy in it who we are absolutely rooting for but there's also a bunch of girls and it's like the competition is not based on weight or gender or height or anything. It's just people from different walks of life who are all like very, 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 very fit competing to, for the best body. Whoa. Good TV. Wild. Comes out every Tuesday on Netflix. Um, but my peak too soon this week. So those of you who are watching drag race, the episodes have been cut down to 40 minutes and it was actually just getting harrowing to watch as a diehard fan so you'd watch 40 minutes of drag race then you would have to go and watch untucked straight away because if you weren't you really were only getting half the story Mm. because untucked was literally almost as long as the show then you would have to go and watch what you're packing because you just weren't getting enough of what was going on you weren't seeing any of the looks there was no mini challenges everything was just cut out you barely knew the names of the contestants but thanks to a lot of um online outrage outrage yes like we can do anything we set our minds to MTV has finally come out and said that they will be um, airing 60-minute episodes from the start of March. So we've got another few episodes that are cut short. Mm -hmm. And then... It's kind of a shame they didn't listen sooner because those will only be like the last few episodes. Well, I'm hoping what they do is do like a Mama Roo's cut version and just release like 60-minute episodes 
of the whole the thing, whole which honestly would be like marketing genius because people would have to go back and watch it all again yeah. straight away. Wow. That would be crazy. It I hope be... they do do that. Me too. I really do. Like, I just feel really sorry for all the queens who had come on. It's their absolute dream to finally get mm. onto RuPaul's Drag Race. And some of them are getting less than 20 seconds of airtime because there's literally no time. And then they're off. It's yeah. only now that we're starting to really like connect with the queens and it's quite a few episodes deep. Do you have a peak too soon? Yeah, my peak too soon is all personal. Um and I've got three um three bullet points here. Um the first is being sick but it not being covid. It's really annoying. Um I'm sick and it's not COVID and it's really annoying. But Why is that annoying? That's wonderful. But it's not because if it was COVID, I'd just be like, okay, cool. Inside for seven days. Like got this, know what to do. Now I'm like, am I going to feel better tomorrow? Like, should I go to work? What am I doing? Like, should I be making plans for the weekend? You know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're feeling sick. Thank That's you. That's really rough. It's okay. Yeah. Um, the my next bullet point is the year is already going too fast. <laughs> I can't believe it's mid February. It's stressing me out. Um, and then my last one is getting friend zoned before Valentine's Day, and that's my life mm. in the past. That's that's what I've been thinking about over the past few weeks, seven days. Were you? excited about valentine's day no but i did let myself think maybe i might have a valentine that was where you know nice shouldn't have but that's okay no you're allowed to think that that's really don't don't you close yourself off oh no i i'm 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 not closing myself off i'm like that's okay we moved on yeah fully yeah like yeah valentine's day is made up working in a gift store on valentine's day Mm. tragic tragic i actually had a great valentine's day though um just like curry oh so we got curries went to the wrong place the curry was bad but that was fine um and my flatmate mary made a cake which i'm gonna go have another slice of after this and nectarine and coconut um and then we watched Ticket to Paradise, which is the latest. I was like, great, rom-com, George Clooney, Julia Roberts. It's mm, so yeah. bad. Aww. But, like, we just – it, it was also two hours. But we just kept watching because I was like, look, just give me George. Like, I'll take it, you know? Um, I think rom-coms now, they can't they, – rom-coms of the past, they can't exist today because – Rom-coms are, like, notoriously predictable, mm. um, very, like, binary. Mm. There's just, like, a lot of red flags surrounding a rom-com. So when you try and do it now, even with Julia Roberts and George Clooney, it still doesn't have the same effect as it would have in the 90s or the early 2000s because we have evolved. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, shall we say the mantra? We shall. 
2001 to 2008, 2008. There, there ain't, ain't a song that, that we, we hate. hate. So this week we decided that we would theme our little 2001 to 2008 about Queen Rihanna. Jason, what song are you going to add to the playlist? I will be adding Rude Boy to the playlist. Ooh, nice. That was a huge highlight for me um, at the performance. It was like a, oh, it was the um, remix that I was talking about Mm. earlier. And that song just goes off like take it to the limit oh yeah nice i actually i'm so glad you chose that one because i thought you were going to choose the one i had chosen uh which Which is is. obviously we found love um and so i'm glad that i get to add that one which was i think 2009 but did you see all of the um, controversy surrounding the fact that there's the shot which they did not use where Rihanna, yes, puts her hands up together and creates a triangle just like the Illuminati wanted her to? Yeah, but isn't it a diamond? Yeah, she was singing diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. I love that the Illuminati, like, thing will never die. I know. Legit, I just can't wait to be a member. I know. When are we getting that? Yeah, I that and SAG, and then we'll be we'll be good to go. Well, thank you all for joining us for another week of Kick On's Pod. We really love doing this, and it's like honestly just been a really like rough couple of days for everyone around the country. And we hope that we can mm. make you smile and just give you some like frivolous pop culture news to keep your mind off it if anyone um has been affected by the storm um we're with you Mm. like i haven't been able to speak to my dad in three days um because he's been completely cut off so i i know how you feel and um i feel like the country is like feeling this yeah yeah um, and also, if you are in Tamaki Makoto and need, not even need something to do on Friday night, and are free on Friday night, you need to head to Big Fan to see Jason Parker's Little Gay Inn featuring other friends of Kick-Ons like VK and Hybrid Rose, Sky Hine and Katie Lee Webster. Hosted by the gorgeous Miss Pinky Oh my god, of course. Goes without saying. Um, for Auckland Pride, and I hope that this little cyclone stitch is just a tiny blip in the rest of Pride for Auckland because... Yeah, legit. We're celebrating. But please come down. It'd be lovely to see your little smiling faces there. Um, and I know bio. that you know all the words to all of the songs. So yeah get some tickets in the bio um or they'll be on the door too so if you're lazy you're forgiven because i got you sorted well i'll talk to you soon then i guess bye bye